Hello everyone and welcome to Shield Bash. This is Mark, your GM and host, and to my right... Will, playing Uko, Floor Inspector. Splish splash, I was taking a bath, all on a Sunday recording. Uh... Donk, playing your favorite goblin. What? <laughs> that was yeah, that's, Hurt, that's playing Donk. Um, and this is Pete, playing Nat, the healer in a pinch. I just figured since we weren't using our names and we were splishing and splashing. Then. No. Britt playing balmy taker. So, everybody, good lunch break. Everybody feeling sated Still and working on happy? it. Happy? Oh, so if they're still eating. Well, never mind. Yeah, but remember that conversation we had about food and your beard? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm not right on the mic right now. <laughs> no, I was just saying that because you drip soup in your beard. Well aware. Thank you. That's why I did not get soup for lunch. Where you're missing out. Loaded baked potatoes, pretty tasty. I know, right? I have to say, to this day, my favorite loaded baked potato soup comes from a um, a restaurant chain that's mostly out west. It's called Stuart Anderson's Black Angus. It's a steakhouse and, uh, and restaurant. They have amazing baked potato soup because... The potatoes that they don't sell one day, they turn them over in a soup the next day. Oh, yeah. And they let them marinate, you know, in the... They simmer the soups and stuff. And, oh, my God, they're delicious. But, yeah, one of the best oh, best baked potato soups ever. So I don't know if they mix new potatoes with the baked potatoes, but it does have a very nice... Instead of being, like, runny, creamy, you know, like a lot of the potato soups or, you know, cream-based soups are, this one's a lot more heartier. So, I mean, very, very good. Oh, um, Stuart Anderson, if you want to... You know, sponsor us. Uh, you know, we'll definitely talk about your soup and the great steaks and uh, good drinks there at Stuart Anderson's. So jump on board the Shield Bash bandwagon. One of my favorite soups is uh, one that my mom could get when she was uh, working as the cook at one of the houses uh, in Champagne. And uh, of ill repute or what? What no. kind of house you talking about? Uh, you Greek lost ha- me there. Greek houses. Oh. And uh, it was like a autumn soup. It was a like squash and um, it was. I think yellow squash and a couple other things, but it, it kind of had the consistency of a um, like thick, creamy tomato soup. But it was like a bisque. Had it had uh, not quite that thick, ah. uh, but it had uh, a lot more flavor to it than tomato soup does. I really like the uh, uh, chicken and gnocchi from uh, Olive Garden. Not not that interesting, but I, my wife used to give me a hard time because I'd get the the endless soup and. I'd keep my spoons, so it was like I'd eat it with two spoons at a time. She, uh, she, she never really appreciated that. I like the pasta fajoule. That's my favorite. At the Olive Garden. Kept stealing my spoons. They're shifty like that. You gotta watch them. That's because they don't want you to eat the no, endless no, my soup wife. endlessly. Oh, my wife. She'd oh. take the spoons from me so I couldn't double fist spoons. Hey. So are you uh, ambidextrous with spoons? When it comes to putting food in this mouth hole, yes. You know, if you stop and breathe, you actually make it all the way through the meal without passing out, usually. Oh, uh, dude. I, I, I learned very early on in my life how to breathe through the nose and chew through the mouth. <laughs> it's it's a life skill. It served me well when I, when I went through basic. Being able to eat quickly. <laughs> eat it now. Taste it later, maggots. We ain't got all day. I used to eat significantly faster than Lexi. And she'd be like, do you stop and breathe? I was like, you got to learn how to not breathe for about five minutes you'll be done eating by the time you're done <laughs> but but can you taste it that's why you that's taste not it later no. that's the whole reason to eat is the taste <laughs> we grew up differently <laughs> clearly <laughs> now i really don't buy your story about that fucking squash soup bullshit you're talking about i've learned to, i've learned I- I later in life that enjoying things is good but yeah when i was younger it used to be eat, eat now think later see i would have thought before and i'm i would have said no i'm not eating that squash soup <laughs> my my dad was in the marines and uh when he got back and uh, i'd go over to his house he still ate that way so if i didn't eat fast then i was just kind of sitting at the table while he stared at me <laughs> oh uncomfortable <laughs> silence <laughs> i mean we get along and and uh we talk but you know it's hard to talk with your mouth full so uh-huh it's another skill you can develop yeah you can i think my son took lessons from from jason maybe but uh yeah kid weighs 110 pounds he's five foot three and i would put his appetite up against anybody at this table mm-hmm. 
In regards to the talking with your mouth full thing, that's one thing that always gets new hires at work that I'm training. Because I don't get a lunch break or anything. I'm at the desk the whole time. So I'll be sitting there eating a sandwich or pizza or hell, soup, whatever. Got a big old mouthful and radio traffic and I just turn and do my radio traffic and keep going and you're like, how the hell do you do that without having a... You just learn or you don't eat. Years and years of practice. It's called a disposable windsock. Well, and that was the <laughs> other side. Uh, my dad was in the Marines. My mom and my stepdad were both cooks and chefs, so they ate standing up while baking other people's food. So really what I'm getting out of this is that you do not have a very talented mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking we should all go over to Will's mom and dad. I've never heard that before. going there. God, that would be so easy when I go in there. Nope. Um, okay. It seems like this is a place for a well-timed that's-what-she-said joke, but I don't know. Uh, not me. Well, if it had been well-timed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Spicy Wheel's starting to come out. Look out. He arrives every day at 9 a.m. <laughs> that's right after the caffeine hits. Alright, so next time recording, 6 a.m. You <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 you ever sit there and look through Will's code? He's got little places where he's hitting fuck you in the in the code. <laughs> That's not true that you know of. You weren't supposed to tell him on air. Well, what are we thinking? Earlier then? Maybe 2 a.m.? That way I could just not go to sleep? Or just get here the night before? Mark's like, sure, at my house. <laughs> Unless I'm staying over somewhere. We're not doing it that early. I hear Kurt has a very comfortable couch. Actually, uh, here within, I don't know, another month or so, I'll have a spare bedroom again. Huh. What'd you know? Finally kicking him out, huh? No, he, he <laughs> wants to be... He wants to live with his girlfriend, and I, I don't want his girlfriend to live with us, Ugh. so... Ugh. That's fair. <laughs> that'd be that'd be weird, living with your, your girlfriend in your early 20s at your parents' house. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she understood the fact that he was a full-time college student. That usually means you're not going to have an apartment. Well, if you, were, if you were rich, you, you could afford to buy him a house... I keep trying to win the lottery. If I ever win, if I ever win that Powerball, y'all are set. I'm just saying, you know. Here we go. We got a record. I'll get y'all, like, get you a million bucks each. Y'all can retire. Mark, you could retire early. If I ever hit that Powerball, you're good. Oh, no, no. I've already decided that if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to make them retire me. (laughs) Because I will have all kinds of money and absolutely no fucks left to give. (laughs) No, really, Mark, you you have to go home now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to go ahead and let you retire early because you're such a disruption to the security and safe. Well, you you need to go. But but I've got breakfast coming for everybody. You can't, you can't, you can't bring a chef inside. What do you mean? He's in the front lobby right now setting up. He's what? Oh, oh, yeah. Don't you guys like breakfast tacos? Where did all these couches come from? Well, everybody's always bitching if they didn't have anything to sit on in the lounge, so I fixed that. And Kurt, as much as I would appreciate it, I don't think a million dollars is going to let me retire. I got two kids to put through college and uh, a, a lot of life left to live. The thing is, though, if you took that million dollars and kept your job, invested it at a minimum of 8% interest, which is the average, basically, you would get 80%, $80,000 Think about extra. it this way. By the time your kids are old enough to go to college, a million dollars might be enough to cover, like, one whole tuition. <laughs> Th- thank you both for pointing out the point I'm making. I, I kind of got to keep my job. No, I, I wasn't trying to. Uh, I wasn't trying to say you didn't. I was just saying, you know, the cost of college is ridiculous. Well, and with inflation by that point, that may just be a gallon of gas. There you go. Bump, <laughs> bump. I had a conversation with my with my boy about college and how much it costs for him to go through college and how much he's making when he gets out. And I told him that if he had invested ten percent of his income and he worked someplace making $15 an hour for the four years that he went to college and then he worked an additional four years after, he would actually make more money just working than going to college, being in the hole for $80,000 and then trying to catch up once he got out. He's lucky it's only $80,000 in the hole. Yeah. Uh, so 15 <laughs> he, years? He's ahead. not lucky. I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> what, um, what was he going to college for again? 
Criminal I, justice. Oh, that's right. I was going to say, I know he's told me, I just have a terrible memory. So, a little over 20 years ago, I, I got accepted into uh, Notre Dame with my ACT scores, but not accepted enough that they were willing to offer me any sort of scholarship. In 2004, Notre Dame was $40,000 a semester, and that's just tuition. That doesn't include individual college courses, room and board, and all that other stuff. And it's just like, yeah, okay, not going there. Yeah, yep, same here. Dartmouth and Cornell, but no scholarship ride whatsoever at one. And, oh, we're going to give you $5,000 a year scholarship. Oh, great. How much is tuition? Like you said, it's like, oh, it's only $37,000 a semester. Uh, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, it's only that much. I got a uh, letter last year from the college that I went to for a little bit, sending out letters to all the people who used to go there, going, come back. Well, I was looking at the stats on it. They actually, the dorm that I stayed in when I was there is big enough that they could house twice of their entire current uh, student population. <laughs> wow. Yep. So I guess that's why they're wanting people to come back to college. Yeah. Uh, as a related joke, you know, I work at a major university and uh, I get stuff all the time where they're, hey, you're an alumni or former employee or current employee and so we're going to ask you to donate to like the... the the quarterbacks club or this or that. I'm the like, boosters. no. I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you your own money back. This is my money. <laughs> hey, that's Here's what, what you ought to do. <laughs> is you ought to go look and see what their endowment is and then go from there. I just went to a community college and <clears throat> I regularly get these pieces of mail that is from a group that is, it's not a, it's not a Greek group, but it's something similar. Like a, Roman oh. group? <laughs> Phoenician? No. Uh, it, it's like a, you know, I'm trying to think what the word is. Fraternity? Kind of, but it's Persian, co-ed. Moose Lodge. And uh, they, they want me to join. And I'm like, I've been graduated since 2015. Joining at this point doesn't really yeah, but <laughs> help me in any way. Well, but it'll help Rotary them. Club. They'll still take your money, Will. Oh, they absolutely I mean, that's, would. That's I'm the sure. main thing. They're going to yeah. open up so many possibilities for me and job opportunities. And I'm like... 27. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I'll say one thing. I mean, higher education is great and all, and I'm, I'm kudos to people that do it, that profit from it, that make a great career, have a great life from it. The cost is a thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it just is, and it's getting more and more every year. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to trade schools. Absolutely. Um, because uh, one of my boys went into welding, trade school, cost him actually $0.00 because he had a little bit of financial aid. His grades were good enough that he did. He got his associate's degree in, uh, in welding, and uh, now he is a, uh, a union uh, boilermaker apprentice. And, uh, or I'm sorry, he was a boilermaker. Now he's a pipe fitter. He switched over. Um, and he is doing really, really well for himself with uh, two, years, two years of a trade school, still associate's degree, still college. And uh, he also teaches um, he teaches the basic welding course at uh, one of the community colleges around us. And uh, I'm like, well, that's cool. You went to school for two years, you got a trade, you're making good money, and you're a professor. At my school, the uh, the lamp changers, people who go around changing light bulbs, make more per hour than almost anybody on campus. And that includes, like, deans of schools. Why is that, do you think? Uh, because being a lamp changer, you have to have a certain number of years of experience as an electrician before you can even be the lamp changer. Uh-huh. And the, literally the only people in FNS that make more than them are like the five um, uh, elevator mechanics. And those guys, it's because you have to be like an electrician and a mason and a structural engineer and 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 and. It's almost like elevators are complicated or something. Yeah, and huh. incredibly dangerous to work in. Yes, and carry people, hopefully. Up and down, yep. not just down. Mine, mine shakes every time I use it at work. Yeah, don't worry about that. Well, I'd probably fine. I mean, it, it, it at most goes up three stories, so my, you know, at, at most I imagine three d six damage. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it could conceivably <laughs> kill me. But the biggest concern is actually my cart, uh, you know, causing some more additional damage to me. But I figure, like, if something bad happens, I will more than likely survive it and get a shit ton of workman's comp. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the most important part, really. Yes. Yes, free money. I don't know about free. I know one guy that's got a pretty serious back issue, and I really don't feel like he's won that one. 
Yeah. That was a Speaking of workman's comp, yesterday where I worked, there was a shooting about four blocks away. And I'm listening to the gunshots, and I'm like, neat. So I let my new hire take over dispatch. Neat. And I grabbed my cigarettes, and I headed out front. And he goes, where are you going? I'm like, I got to see this shit. So I'm sitting out there on the front sidewalk. I want workman's comp. Watching the cops fly by at 90 miles an hour, smoking a cigarette. And I go back in, and he goes, what if you got shot? I'm in uniform. I'm on duty. On property. On property. Uh, I'm okay with that. Just don't hit a vital area. Right. It's so Midwest of you, Pete. Why do I feel like you'd be outside watching the tornado go by the neighbor's house? I don't think that's mid. <laughs> that that's Midwest. I feel like uh, Pete's is more of a. That's so. I don't give a fuck anymore. Or just urban in general. Kurt, don't tell me you don't do that. You, you live in a rural area. You have to join too. It's part of the. It's part of the plan. <laughs> I, I didn't say plan. I didn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Will, did you ever remember who the kickstart for that de- big uh, Butterfinger D20 was? Butterfinger D20? Yeah, we talked about this last time. This oh. big D20 that looks like a Butterfinger wrapper. You said it, the guy had a Kickstarter, but I could not find it. I absolutely do not know. Loser. I found about 300 other dice Kickstarters, but none of them that looked like that or had anything to do with dragons. I'm sorry. If I go to another con, I almost can guarantee that the guy will be there. He was at the last two I've been to, so I think he's just following me. Okay, I probably missed. Was this uh, this guy bought my die? What was so significant about the die? I love Butterfingers, and it looks like a Butterfinger wrapper. That is, that is the most significant thing. It's okay. yellow with blue letters, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like cream and yellow, with blue letters. But it's not such a dark blue that it's like a, a Michigan Wolverines combo. So right. Yeah, I love the die that I'm using because it's always been really good to me, but it's getting to the point where I can't read it anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that the clear one? Mm-hmm. Yes. Get better glasses. Saved us from a uh, water zombie once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this die has actually been through a dog. <laughs> True story. Is, is that why interesting? Oh, is black, that no black no? I would is, I would hazard a, a, a guess that that is no longer balanced. That it probably has some lean to it after that. I was that. like that before. <laughs> My question though is Is that why you lick it every time you roll it? <laughs> Absolutely. I miss that dog. Black dog once ate a six pack of ginger ale I left out in the snow one time. Yep. He, he, ate my enti- he ate my entire dice bag. I literally spent the next two weeks picking up dice out of the dirt that I'd find. <laughs> Ran them all through the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so he did was he a special dog. I, I did dog. he roll high? Black <laughs> dog. <laughs> you know what's funny? Lexi told me a story about how they had to do a uh, foreign body surgery on a dog. And guess what it was? D20. No. <laughs> hey, if you were going to swallow a die, the D20 is probably the best bet. What did he roll? <laughs> you know, I asked the same thing. She, she, <laughs> she, she couldn't stop laughing to tell me. Yeah, I had a metal D20. It showed up on the x-ray. Oh. <laughs> Told you. Yeah, miss that dog. He loved Jason, though. It was a good dog. This was before my dog allergy decided to rear its ugly head. Yeah. You're just lucky they did an x-ray and not an MRI. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, Will. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> Ter- <a> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, poor, that poor dog. You know, I'm willing to bet that that dog would have probably bitten you, Will. <laughs> no dog has ever acted hostilely towards me. Oh, Black Dog didn't even give you a chance. He was a missile. <laughs> there wasn't. There wasn't like raising the fur and showing the teeth. It was launch. The MRI would have saved the surgery need. That's uh, right. No, it wouldn't have. Would have created a different surgery need. Well, yeah, but it would have saved him from the first one. Well, if you, you just put him the in the second one, if you put him in the machine sideways, it'll pull it out of his asshole. It might have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be much better. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have wow. to stitch something up regardless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we here at uh, Shield Best do not condone violence towards animals or uh, any sort of cruelty in medical conditions. To be fair, I think this would have saved it from a whole lot. So. An, an MRI with a metal dice inside of it. Well, if yeah. you put him in the machine sideways. Think about it. They wouldn't even have to, like, uh, 
it put it under for an, an, anesthesia. It would have ripped. Well, A, you'd have to put the dog under anesthesia to get it into a fucking MRI machine. <laughs> B, it would have ripped through his fucking intestines to get out that way. <laughs> no, you don't. They just strap it down to the table. <laughs> okay. You know, your your ex is, is uh, you probably have a lot more experience with this than I do, even if secondhand. Oh, I'm uh, absolutely giving you shit. They do. Right. <laughs> they do put it in under anesthesia to put it in your MRI machine. But, you know, I, I do know enough about uh, dog anatomy to know that, you know, they do not have a straight line <laughs> intestine from their <laughs> stomach to their asshole. That <laughs> is, Although sometimes it does seem like they do. You just hear this howl coming from the MRI room. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor comes out with a metal tray. It's got your dye in it. He's like, um, this is what we found. <laughs> Ooh, Grr, it's covered in shit. Ooh, we rolled a natural 20. <laughs> That's a metal die. It would have been a one. Can't roll those at this table because Jason yells at me. Well, you just—I I keep telling you—you you just gotta have padding, padding, not 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 like not like your stomach padding, uh, but like padding for your dice box. <laughs> That's what like, you call it. You need like two or three inches worth of padding. To be quite honest, though, it's a lot of padding for a metal die on that. Especially the big ones. Mm-hmm. Speaking of big ones. The party has a big decision to make here, folks. Are they going to go continue to the left passageway to where they're hearing the the voices in a language they don't understand and a really rotten, smelly stench coming from? Or are they going to splash up the passage to the right towards the flickering lights that they see at the passage at the end of the hallway? Or in the words of Old El Paso Tacos, ¿Por qué no los dos? Why not both? Exactly. Well, in the spirit of both, Uko begins wandering towards the flickering light. One moment, please. Is message still a thing? Does anyone have it? It, it does is exist. a thing. It is a spell. We do not have it. Okay, then. I, I can create pretty lights. I can have it tomorrow. I am a pretty light. <laughs> yes, you are, Nat. Yes, you are. I, I have the new version of Arcane Mark which has the potential to become permanent again like it used to be, which makes it actually a useful spell again. More gooder. Yeah, I saw that. That's a pretty cool looking spell. Speaking of questionably useful spells, did anybody see that there's a spell that quite literally is like a synchronized watch? Sorry to break away from the game again, but... No, I'm, I'm imagining... I, I haven't, but I'm picturing a spell that basically does it like you're doing a pincer attack, but everybody knows exactly when to launch the attack. That is exactly what it is. It, it is a it is a arcane mark that flashes counting down mm. in a certain uh, for a certain amount of time, and then. So what you're saying is a digital arcane mark. Basically, that's awesome. Also useful for knowing when the predator's self destruct goes off. Yes, yes, it is. That that is exactly what I imagine it looked like. Is uh, essentially that. So I'm hearing we're doing both. So right now we have Donk and Bommy um, in the left-hand passage where the stench is originating from. We have Bridger in the middle in the pool. Oh, he'll go with Uko. And I figured as much. And then Uko is heading up the passage to the right, splashing through the water. Um, Nat, which way are you going to go? Nat would be inclined to follow Uko and Bridger. Seems to have connected with them better than the stabby things over there. All right, so... You just don't want to have your dog try to climb the cliff. Since we since we already have um, the two rogues, as opposed to swimming, in the passageway leading to the right, yeah. we'll go ahead with you three gentlemen, well, gentlemen and lady, and you can, you can go forward to the passage to the right through the water. Uh, let me know what you're doing and as you, as you walk or swim along. Do you need a check for swim? Um, how tall is your dog? He's a corky, right? Yeah, he's a corgi. Corgi. Uh, yeah, he's going to have to do some dog paddling. So, yeah. Unless, I mean, unless Bridger, like, picks, it, picks you up. Uh, he'd help if, like, grab the bridle and help, help pull it up. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. that that's, that's good enough. Yeah, for those of... Uh, I don't know if the mower's going to come through on the recording or not, but if listeners, if you can't hear it, you may hear some of us frustrated because apparently 4 p.m. on a Sunday evening is mow time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not about go time, it's mo time. Just about every other time we record. But hey, uh, just think of it as a a, a, a a mechanized whirring sound in the dungeon. That's always what I like to a imagine. A mechanized whirring sound? Yes, uh, hur, hurs, oh, mechanized oh, horrors. Oh. 
I think that's my neighbor, Bob. He's trying to yard shame me into mowing my yard again. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm going to let it grow. Fuck him. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna November. Get Seriously, it's going to be a fucking wheat field by the time Christmas gets here. I'm leaving it. Fuck, Fuck you, Bob. I'm going to be honest, Kurt. It's going to grow. I looked at your yard and his yard, and his yard did not need mowed. Yeah, well, that's tough shit. It's my yard staying like it is. I, I don't care. I'm no, I, I, I'm not, I didn't say anything about your your yard. I'm just saying his yard did not need mowed. Well, you know the yards out there on the yard water. that doesn't need mowing, and that's the one that's under the water in this cavern because there's no yard in inside the uh, the cavern. However, as you guys come into the room at the end of the passage, you see several things. On the far side of the puddle is a strange chamber crackling with magical energy. Pulsing orbs float in three of the four corners of this room. The orb in the southwest is made of brown earth and stone, whereas the one in the northeast looks to be made of glass and is filled with a swirling cloud, crackles with electrical energy. And the orb in the far corner holds a roaring flame opposite of you exactly, because where you came in, there's the remainder of a, sh- of, a, of a shattered orb on the floor, and it seems that water is pouring out of the bottom of it while it's dripping from the part remaining on the ceiling. And the water flows down the direction you came to the northwest. Detect magic? Oh, yeah, everything in there glows. Uh, the three orbs really brightly. There's the, definitely something going does on. Does the fourth orb that is slightly broken glow? Faintly, as if it's failing. Mm-hmm. The one you're actually standing in front of. Yes. It looks like something or someone broke into this chamber um, and shattered the orb when they did. And that orb detached itself from the ceiling. Part of it's still up there. That's what, where the water is dripping from. And it's kind of bubbling up and flowing out of the bottom. But it seems to be you know, getting weaker over time. So uh, I'm seeing orbs for each of the four elements. So the, uh, I'm thinking somehow uh, if we stand in the middle... Uh, we just have to go, fire burns, wind blows, uh, and then we can stop the ultimate evil. <laughs> or, we could summon Captain Planet. It's oh, I've heard of him. He's a hero. Yeah, but we gotta have heart. Uka's gonna take a close look at the, uh, With the, our the powers balls in the center combined. of the room, I- ignoring <laughs> the weird, <laughs> weird goings-on behind him. Let's go back to one of those kobolds. We can get a heart. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, Uko, you're not going to get to do that. Because just as you start to move forward to examine it, you notice directly in front of you the the orb that's full of flame. Something falls out of it. It looks like a, a piece of fire, maybe magma, and it falls onto the floor directly in front of the orb, and then it stands up and shakes itself into the form of a small creature that looks like it's made entirely of fire and flame and it starts giving off a billowing thing of smoke so let's go ahead and roll initiative you guys all right so um bridger nine nine excellent nat six hey all right and uko 18 18 awesome well as luck would have it you guys got initiative in the same order that you're in the room i like that that makes things easy um however your opponent that came falling out of the uh, the orb at your presence, he won initiative. And uh, he sees you, and he decides he's going to move towards you. But you notice that he stops when he gets to the water. And he he bears his little fiery teeth at you. Uko waves. And uh, you notice that uh, he starts giving off a lot more smoke, and he's almost concealed from you. In fact, you'll probably have to make a check before you try to hit him with a ranged attack. Why would I do that? He seems nice. Well, you would think that, but the flaming pointy teeth is, is a dead giveaway. He is not your friend. And so that's where we're going to end that section. Now, you two, let's go back to Donk and Mommy. You don't know any of this is going on because, really, they're not making any noise. No noise is coming there. But you do hear the talking coming farther into the room that oh, you're okay, currently so in. You and don't. you smell this overpowering stench. Okay, so you don't want our initiative rolls? Not yet. Okay. Save, keep those, it? save those for a minute. Okay. Well, should we stealth in farther and take a look? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh-huh. Well, which uh, which one of you would like to uh, stealth first? I think Donk was in the lead. Um, so no, it looks like I am, actually. 
Are you? I would guess. I think Balmy is a little higher than me. Maybe not for climbing, but I think he's got a little bit higher stealth score. So what is your stealth score? Eight. Okay, you think you are are silent. And Donk, what is yours? Seven. Okay. So go ahead and uh, and take a move uh, there, Bommy. And you'll notice that as you come into this room, it it seems to kind of go down, like those uh, those little graduations there in the map. Uh-huh. Um, they seem to be not real steps, but kind of like it slants down sharply there. And when you get to there, Donk, you can go ahead and move up too, because you're not in initiative right now. So you can move up next to him, either either side, wherever you want to be. Come on, Bank. I'm going to try and stay hidden. So as you guys come around there and you see farther into the cave, in fact, you have a dark vision. Both, Both of us do. Awesome. You see three strange creatures, and they seem to be squatted down over the form of, you can swear it was that kobold you just saw in that other room. But that kobold's not moving anymore. And in fact, they seem to be trying to, um, they're fighting over like which part which one of them is getting um, as he's like now in pieces. So there's like pieces of a kobold that they're fighting over. Yeah. Yeah, how do we identify them? Well, um, that would be a nature check to recall knowledge as I believe they are humanoids. That's an 11. <laughs> Seven. Nice. <laughs> you guys you guys look at them and they kind of remind you kind of of Bridger. But, but these ones smell really bad. And they don't have as nice a clothes as Bridger have. They have more like loincloths. And, uh, and you see like these big clubs like on the ground next to them. And they seem pretty intent on dismembering and, and divvying up this kobold. You don't think they've noticed you yet. Well, should we sneak up on them and uh, maybe drop the first one and take our chances with the other two? Yep. Old blue up there. Okay. You need another stealth roll? Oh, don't worry. I'll do that now. Okay. Seven and eight for Donk and Bommy, correct? Yeah. So you guys get to about that uh, that first area there uh-huh. where you know it starts to slant down to them. And um, not just one, but both of you kick little rocks down that incline. They quit talking. They all whip their heads around and go, Hurr! Now let's roll initiative. <laughs> this will be fun. 20. 20 for bombing. What'd you get, Don? Uh, we were using stealth, right? Yes. Eight. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, Bommy, you kicked that rock. They spun around. What are you going to do? Because you get the jump on them. You're going to be able to go first. Flat-footed. Take them out. Something tells me these guys are going to figure out what thief kebab tastes like. Five-foot diagonal stab. All right, so you move down close to him. Hang on just a second before you step. Let me turn the page to okay. this fight because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have done the unforgivable sin in RPGs. We have split the party. All right, so as you get closer, Bommy, you notice that this stench is almost overpowering now. When this guy starts to stand up, it just rolls off of him, okay? So I need you to give me a fortitude save before you do your attack, please. Oh, I guess. I get to keep that roll, right? No, you get to roll uh, the dice. I did it before you told me not to. <laughs> What'd you get? For a fort? Yeah. Eleven. Yeah, that's a failure, but luckily enough, it's not a critical failure. So you're going to take a negative one status penalty to all your checks and DCs. Uh, because you are now sickened to okay. your stomach by this stench. And uh, you can overcome that. You can take an action to retch. Uh-huh, I'm familiar. Um, yeah, remember that? Uh-huh. So, yeah, you're going to have to do that before you get that penalty removed. Removed. But I can go ahead and continue now, right? Yes. So you I can, can still ahead, stab? Go ahead and do your stab. Okay. Did you tell me I couldn't have that ro- last roll I did? Yeah, because you were interrupted by the nasty smell that no, I got it off before away. you interrupted me. <laughs> Here goes, though. Ah, some beach. That's not going to hit. What was it? Six altogether. Oh, just a bit outside. Sorry about uh-huh. that. Um, but you do have another uh-huh. attack. Uh-huh. And a minus... Five. Uh-huh. What did you get, Bommy? Not enough. Not enough, he says. All right. Well, apparently you didn't get enough. Uh, because uh, the one that's in front of you, which seems to be a bit 
larger than the other two and you you notice quickly as you know just things catch your attention as you're facing danger he seems to have more pieces of cobalt in front of him than, than the other two mm -hmm. um and he is going to take a swing at you okay. with this large club he rolls a 27 uh, yeah fucking ow that's a that's a critical yeah he he rolled that coming up from the ground because he he used his first action to pick the club up he stood up with his second action and the third one he just raised the club completely up above his head as he struck you on the chin that's a that's 16 points of damage bludgeoning 16 yeah one six 16 that fucking suck are you still up wow yes and you took that one right on the chin, Bommy. But luckily for you, that's his last attack. However, the uh, the the one to the uh, to the well on this side, the left of, of you, as you're facing the guy, um, it's his turn next. He stands up, grabbing his club, and he's going to move up to you. And now, Donk, it's your turn. The third one is still there, crouched on the ground over the kobold, and he seems to be like scrabbling more pieces to his pile, uh, <laughs> while the other ones are distracted. Still home. <laughs> We're making lots of signals. You can't see this on the uh, on the podcast because it's going to twin audio. faint. Twin faint. The the blue base guy, right? The bigger one. Yep. Awesome. Go for it. Fourteen on the first attack. Mm-hmm. Is it hit? No. And even less on the second. Well, since you're rolling so well, go ahead and give me a fortitude save, Donk, as you get close enough to this guy, and this, the, the stench just rolls off of him. Fourteen. Yeah, you fail, too, and you're like, even for a goblin, this guy is, like, grossly sickening smelling. So, uh, yeah, you're going to take a negative one on all your attack saves and uh, DCs until you retch, at least. And since Donk was ineffective, the, uh, the third one in the trio... He, uh, he picks up his club, he stands up, and he comes forward um, to address these new interlopers, probably with their eyes on the kobold. And that's his turn. One to grab the club, one to stand up, and one to move forward. So, at this point, let's go back to our other friends. Uko, you are in the lead, and you see this thing, it's starting to give off smoke, but it's not coming towards you. And uh, you notice that this cloud is now surrounding it out to about five feet. Um, and it's not coming in the water, so that works to your advantage. But you can't see it. That it very much does. And it seems to be uh, comfortable with that because uh, it may have moved, but you can't see it. And it's your turn. Mechanically, it has it needs a five flat check to hit, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, spin my holy symbol on its chain and uh, create a comet to attempt to hit it. Okay. Give me a flat check. I can't believe I just failed a five flat check. <laughs> I can believe that, Will. I can believe it. So the comet slams into the wall behind it. That was impressive. And uh, then I will raise my shield. And uh, Bridger, you see him spin his comet off through the smoke. You hear it hit the back wall, and he raises his shield. Yeah, but we can't see this thing, and the most aggressive thing it did is come towards us and start smoking. Chittering, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to be like, uh, I really don't think that this is uh, necessary, and I don't want to get hurt, so maybe we should go get some of the others who like, like to lead from the front. Uh, and I am just going to uh, shield. That's going to be the whole thing. Okay. Uh, you know, actually, that still leaves me two actions. Yeah. I will prepare action to telekinetic projectile should it uh, make a visibly hostile action. Excellent. Excellent use of your turn. Nat, you're up. Um, you see a obscuring cloud, and uh, you you can't really tell if, it, if the cloud's moving or if it's just the natural movement of the air in the cave, but it's somewhere in front of you, you believe. So would it be knowledge nature? to try to identify this thing? Actually, this is going to be a little different. It's going to be occultism. So guys, I read in a book that uh, the fire things, if they stay out of the water, they're fine. We got a lot of water over here. We probably don't need to hurt this guy. But uh, I haven't heard anything from our friends in a while. It's not progressing towards us after it stopped by the water. We haven't hit it. I'm going to agree with Bridger and I'm going to start heading back. So you're going to take three moves back? At least one. 
<laughs> okay, so so you get uh, go ahead and take a movement. To, I guess you got to the pool before you failed your swim check back there. Yeah, um, it took me three tries to get higher than five on swim. Okay, awesome. So do one set of movement. Okay, and now that you're that close, you can hear sounds of battle uh, coming from that room where your friends disappeared into. However, comma, it is now the creature's turn that's in the room. And Bridger, your prepared action does go off as you see this thing has moved over right in front of you. And I'll go ahead and, and give you so have to make a flat check because it is concealed by smoke, but I won't uh, penalize you because you did have the ready to action. Okay, I have Will look at my die. Yep. Right now, and then I'm going to make the flat check. Okay, 14 on the die for the flat check. Excellent. And then an 18 to hit it with a... Uh, I pull up a, one of those cobalt finger bones that I'm not going to use. Fling it at his face with an 18. All right, that finger bone did hit it with an 18. Well done. How much damage did it take? Seven. Seven. All right. And with your ready to action going off like that, that seems like this makes it pour out more smoke. So I'm going to need both of you to give me um, fortitude saves, please. 22. Oh, and a, and a hero point came out from Uko. Nine. All right. Well, Bridger, you don't know. Maybe you close the flaps on your nostrils like when you swim because you're in the water. We're not sure. But for whatever reason, you're not choked by this smoke. However, Uko begins to cough and, and cough. And uh, you think he might be sick from smoke inhalation. And he's going to take a negative one status penalty to all his checks and DCs. Sickened? Um, actually, no. This is a different uh, thing. It's like sickened, but... Uh, if we had to put a uh, name on it, would it be uh, fucked? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in an Ozman review, it would be destination <laughs> fucked. But yeah, not out here, pal. Um, I'm Just assuming, maybe for a round. I'm assuming based on this that I also probably cannot cast spells while choking. Um, it's going to be difficult for you. Yeah, I figured. Okay. It came over. You shot it. It smoked thing, you know, build it up, and now it's going to try to bite you, Uko, because you're right there in front of it. Uko or Bridger? Oh, Bridger. I'm sorry. He can't reach Uko because of the water. Well, no, he can't he from can. where he's at. Come yeah. On. I fired at it. Well, me. he's going he's gonna to go ahead and, because Bridger hit him, so he's going to go ahead and attack Bridger first. Maybe he'll get to you in a minute, Uko. Just wait your turn. I doubt it. Oh, Bridger, I think you're going to be okay, because that is a horrible, horrible attack with only 14. Uh, because I have my shield up, that is a miss. Excellent. Good good timing. And it's going to take its last uh, strike. No, come at me. Come on. It's going to take its last strike at Uko, because there's uh. two of you. Oh, but that's okay, because I got a whole 10. No. So, yeah. So, you're thinking maybe because you're standing in the water, maybe that helped you out a little bit. You're not sure. But that is the end of its turn. And, Uko, you are up. Uko uh, is uh, not feeling this choking thing, uh, feeling that he needs to be away from this. And Uko runs away like a scared little rabbit. Uko runs back. By run, he means probably swim, I'm guessing? But it's or not that it? deep. You can okay. splash through the water. The reason why the, the, the dog and the, uh, the sprite, because they're tiny people, yes. Okay. Small. So you're splashing through the water. You're coughing. <laughs> In fact, if you wanted to spend a action to to retch, you could probably clear that uh, smoke out of your lungs. Yeah, that sounds great. It'd be a DC 15 flat check. It's gonna that vomit's gonna flow down the 15 water. 15 right on the die. Yeah, uh, you you cough out uh, smoke um, and some phlegm, and uh, and you're feeling much better. And that is uh, two actions. Do I also hear the fighting in the other room? Uh, give me a perception check, because you're not quite as close as he is, but you probably can. That's a uh, 23? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're definitely hearing uh, sounds of fighting coming from, from that area ahead of you. I'll yell back to Bridger. Bridger, there's fighting. <laughs> Bridger just looks at the, uh, the the thing he totally doesn't know what it is and just goes, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, dude, it's like right here in front of me. <laughs> I am well aware of the situation that I find myself. That's a, that's a ledge, man. You may have to climb. Oh, do I need to climb over that? Uh, no, no. The reason why they were climbing in there is because they were trying to stay uh, out of the water. Okay. So apologies. it's kind of like yeah. stairs there, I assume? Yeah, it's just kind of a ramp up. Okay. So you're fine. Um, so I'll peek around the corner. Yeah, you see these three things that kind of look like Bridger, but are more bestial. And wow, this really smells. Give me a fortitude save. Um, 
just uh, out of curiosity, can I move up there, like, trying not to, like, gain attention? You could try to stealth if you want to make a stealth roll first. That's kind of my thought. Okay. Um, that's a natural 20, 25? Yeah, they don't notice you in the thick of battle, but you still need this. Really this stitch is, like, rolling off of you. Fort save? Oh, that's probably nice. still okay. Uh, 20? Yeah, you know, after that smoke that you just dealt with, th- this isn't really so bad. In fact, your your it's nose hairs may have been like, yeah, maybe maybe you know, kind of stunned your senses a little bit while it smoke. So yeah, you're you're fine, Bridger. Both of your companions have left you, and now there is this fiery rat in this wall of smoke in front of you that tried to bite you twice. Well, at least once. You're not really sure. Might have went after Uko. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like to make a knowledge check on it. Okay, occultism, uh, sir. 17 17 yeah you're thinking this is one of those things you heard about it looks like a rat made of cinders like maybe it's called a cinder rat Mm. and you're thinking it's an elemental because it fits with coming out of that elemental sphere thing of fire over there um you know they're not very partial to water and they're kind of territorial um and i mean obviously you know that breathing the smoke that surrounds them is a bad deal uh, is it e- any sort of action to actively hold your breath? Um, no, you just Kay. say, I'm going to hold my breath. Okay. Um, I am going to do that, and I'm going to step back away from it, um, but because I used my action to make a knowledge check, I can't also use telekinetic projectiles, so I will try my Shroud of Night cantrip. Um, uh, again, if you know, I, obviously I'm committing to the action, but... For your sake, if it has um, dark vision, this is ineffective. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I believe you make a will save. Let me double check. I didn't really expect everybody to run. <laughs> yes, you make a will save. Okay, um, as you as you swipe your your hand as as you know your companions have seen you do, that they'd be able to see you do now, but they're not there. Um, the, the rat sees you and he just he's not having any of it. He yeah. just looks right at you. That's fine. Uh, I'm far enough back that ho- it'll have to enter the water to reach me, but knowledge check, step, hex, that's my turn. Okay. So, Bridget, you're the only one left there with the, uh, with the cinder rat, we know. And we're going to go back to the top of the order in the other room and we're going to add some new players. So, Bommy, you are up. All right. You're being confronted by those three scaly, mm-hmm. smelly that freaking creatures. Heart. Yeah, and he hits you a lot, really hard. Uh huh. What I'd like to do, defensively in some sort of a way, is take a step backward, drink one of them potions, and try to avoid the attacks of opportunity if they have it. Okay. So I'm not sure what the phrasing needs to be here. So, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You can just stride back your full movement if you want, taking a chance that they have attack of opportunity. Or you can step back five feet. Mm-hmm. That's a... That still counts as an action, okay. but that negates their reactions if they had one. Okay. And then you can pull a potion as one and drink it. All right. You will still be within reach with five feet of one of them when uh, you do that. Also, if it makes a difference, I don't think... Pulling and drinking potions Does provoke? provokes. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's a manipulate action. To manipulate action. Okay, so it would provoke. Oh, so would it provoke or not? Yes. Okay. Manipulate actions provoke. Yes. Okay. If if they have the reaction, you don't know yet. You haven't seen them do or not do that. So I'm not going to know until I try it. Correct. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go five, ten feet back, drink a potion. Doesn't seem like he did anything untoward towards you, so that okay. that was a safe move. You, you're fine. So now you're back 10 feet. You're going to pull a potion. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, you can drink it. Mm-hmm. So roll 1d8. A three. You got three hit points back. And that's two of your actions. You have well, one left. drawing it out be an action? Ah, correct. Sorry. Unless he has a bandolier. No, not this guy. Not today. So you're done. You move back 10 feet. You pull the potion. You drain the potion. You got three hit points back. Um, Uko, you... Uh, see that Bami is, man, he is really bleeding from his mouth and chin area. He took a potion, but it didn't seem like it did a whole lot to help. Um, you see Donk is facing down these three huge scaled creatures. Are they large? No, they're medium. They're a lot bigger than you are. They're like Bridger on steroids. Uko is going to spend a two-action heal at uh, 
his friend Balmy. Excellent. I appreciate that, man. I got an 8 on that die, even when I rolled it in the cup. So that is 16 back. Hey, that's how many hit you for. Nice. You should be doing great. And well then, done. Hmm, last yep. action here. Yep. Last action hero. <laughs> mm. I just watched that again the other night. You must have been bored. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was just the right amount of candy. Uh, can I use my last action to try to stay hidden? No. You can try. I don't know if it was real, if it's real, like, obvious what I did there. Well, like, glowing, Try to do holy it. light, maybe. I don't know. Try it. 19? Yeah, probably, maybe? You're not sure. It is kind of dark back there in the cave. If they got dark vision, they might be looking right at you. You can't really tell right now. But you think that you're out of sight, out of mind. Great. Awesome. So, um... The big guy, it's his turn, and he's uh, his his one target took off, but he sees another one there. So he's going to try to pound that little goblin into the ground. Oh, not with that roll, probably. 12 doesn't hit you, does it, Donk? Negative. Donk dances out of the way. That seems to infuriate him, and he swings again. But Donk manages to skip to the other side, and, and that's two strikes on the ground. He pulls the club back for one last big... He's a big son bitch. ...home run <laughs> slam... And Donk ducks under the home run slam, and he whiffs right over your head. Lucky, lucky Donk. But the second one's like, hey, boss, I can do this. He's going to go after you, too. But he misses just as bad as the boss did. This is one dancing Donk of a goblin. Oh! Uh Uh-oh. What about a 15? Negative. Okay. Once again, last time he's going to try. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Donk, donk on the head. That's a natural 20, but, okay, it is only an 11 to hit you. Did that hit you, an 11? Does an 11 hit me? No. Okay, so then this is a 20, so I didn't hit you, but since it's a natural 20, it gives me one more success condition, so he did hit you. It's just not a crit. So that was a good time for him to have a low to hit roll. Yep. All right, so the club strikes you for six points of bludgeoning damage, and that is his turn. And Donk, you can get some get back because you're up now. Neither one of these two creatures have been hit yet. All right, the uh, blue guy in front of me. Mm-hmm. We're going to twin faint him. Okay. A brave dancing goblin Donk. I mean, if I'd had a round like that, I'd be willing to stay up there, you know? Does a Does an 18 hit? Yes, it is, sir. Six points of damage. All right. And that is a... So it's minus four for the second one. That's a 22 to hit. That is a hit, but is not a crit, even with the uh, the flat-footed. That is ten points of damage. Nice. And you've got one action left. <laughs> yeah, I do. Be on him. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help the smell. I'm going to step back 10 feet next to Balmy. And Donk steps back 10 feet next to Balmy. And ow, by the way. <laughs> and ow. Ow, by the way. All right. Well, it's the last one's turn. Um, so he's going to come right after you there, Donk. That's the guy on this side. Didn't he already swing at me? Nope. Uh, that was the guy on the other side. There's three of them? Yes, there's three of them. It's like they can do a circle jerk all by themselves. You uh, you have your glasses on, right? Yeah. I wasn't asking a question. I know my inflection kind of. And he's going to try to get you, um, Donk. Does a fifteen hit you? Negative. All right. Man, this is a wily goblin. So he's going to try again. Oh, there we go. How about a seventeen? Negative. Whoa, man, he's ducking and weaving. Um, you're standing right there too, aren't you, Bommy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're there. Nope. Well, he apparently he's not doing good, so he's gonna he's gonna try try for you this time because he's just not hitting this goblin either. He looks back at the at the boss, kind of like, "Wow, this guy is hard to hit." Oh, there we go. That last roll, right? Yep, that's his last roll. Yeah. That'll <laughs> that'll be a seventeen. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Some bitch. That's nine points of bludgeoning damage. That was a hell of a roll. Well, I got an 18 on the die. Minus 10 is 8. Plus 9 is 17. Woohoo! Oof. And that was the end of his turn. And, uh, Nat, you're up. 
Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nat's still kind of watching down here, seeing what's going on with this. Can't see the enemies over there yet. But, but it, you hear the battle is reaching a fever pitch down there. Yeah, but there's three of them over there, with one of them being a healer. So, uh, I'm going to try to take a shot at the... Cinder rat. There is no way you can from where you're at. I'm, I realize I have to move. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now you can. Give me a flat check to see if you can see through the smoke. And a hero point comes out. How's a five do me? Hey! That doesn't. Right on the button! So that's going to be a 23 to hit. Oh, yes, sir. That does indeed hit. For 11 damage. Awesome. Streaking down the passageway past you and into the rat, a little tiny glowing arrow comes by. And you are very welcome that it is there. Pew. Thank you. <laughs> I assume it's still up? Yes. Nice. That's just the flat check. Don't get excited. Ah. <laughs> I thought once you rolled the flat check, it was oh, good for the roll. No, no, it's every, every time. Round. Okay. Yeah, because it's concealed condition. Gotcha. I missed. Oh. Come on, Bridger. Let's get going. There's Bridger, uh, that one some passed right by your ear. fighting over there. Hole. I was say, I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> your ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> so that is Nat's turn. Um, you are away from the cinder rat. So, again, it kind of disappears as you're not sure where it's at in the cloud. It may be moving, um, but it's not, you know, it's kind of like not in the area. You, you know it's in there somewhere, but just this billowing smoke. I mean, if you wanted to do a range attack, you could definitely try to pinpoint it with a flat check. But it's it's not standing where it was anymore. So uh, are we talking like I'd have to do a seek action? Y yes. Okay. Is, and you're looking at me, is it my turn? Um, if Nat's done, yes, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Bridger will attempt a seek action. All right. Give me a perception check. 22. Hey, you think it's right around here? Yeah, I ran around basically to the other side of the puddle. Yeah, um, to see if it could get any closer to you. That it's not really smart, you know. No, that's all right. Uh, I, I am fighting it by myself, so I could use stupid. Um, that'd be useful. <laughs> okay, we're going to try something here and say, uh, you know what? We'll just keep it easy. We'll try another telekinetic projectile. Like I rip a small rock or a piece of rubble off the uh, the Pl busted in wall. And plenty of stuff there, yeah. And fling it at him. And here's my hero point. <laughs> That's three. Wow. I went from a two on the die yes, to a three is. on the it die. It is a three. <laughs> oh. Uh, so that's a ten to hit it. Uh, I got a feeling that does not hit. Yeah. Uh, against its probably its touch armor class. Does it have a touch armor class? No, we don't have that in second edition anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, you missed, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, so a seek action and the two action spells. So. Yep. So that is that is Bridger's turn. Top of the order, old Bommy Taker. You're back there in the in the temple of the stench gods. Dropping Bommy. Just fucking fabulous. Um, oh, also, I'm still holding my breath. We got to get him into flanking. Well, it'd be nice, but uh, for right now, let's just beat the shit out of that one. Night. I can hold my breath for 175 rounds. Unless you're fighting, then you lose more rounds. Uh, casting spells and whatnot. Okay. Well, by my default is 175 rounds. Awesome. I guess you have a really high constitution. I can, I, I can hold my breath. Breath control. Oh, perfect. Missed on the first one, even after my hero point. Okay. Second one. Yeah, that's going to be just a 10. Yeah, that that's not going to do it, Bommy. He, he manages to, to slide out of the way of that strike. All right. Um, last one, I'm going to back up five. And that makes it Uko's turn. Both of my friends are hurt, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, if I do what is really needed to be done to heal both of you, it's going to heal those things, too. I'm down six. Mark, do you mind if I, I give a suggestion? Oh, no. By all means. You could walk up and do heal, like one action heals. That would be awesome if I had two heals left. Fair enough. <laughs> and Here's what I can do. Who looks more hurt? Okay. <laughs> that would be bummy. <laughs> Fucker won't leave me alone. I will walk up and two action heal bummy. Prepare something for next time. That is 16 again. Wow. Mucho that gracias. D8 that I got from Steve Ingram, shout out to Steve Ingram, <laughs> is awesome. It rolls eights like all the time. <laughs> shout out, Steve. 
And that, that's everything. And that is your turn. All right. Well, it's the uh, it's the blue base boss bad guy here, and all of his playthings are running away. Um, but he sees a gap here behind his henchman, and he's gonna move up. Damn! Here comes big boss man again. He's and gonna now smack he's me down. got a plethora of targets, and he sees somebody new, and that's kind of like, where did you come from? And so he's not really sure who to hit, so he's just gonna strike at random. You're on this side, correct, Bonnie? On the right? Let me look at the map, Mark. Yeah, he'd be on the boss's right. Why, okay. yes. Yes, I so, would. Donk is one to two. Uko was three to four. And Bami was five to six. And I got a three. So nice. Uko's going to get whacked. Maybe he saw you moving your hands around in some kind of magical thing. I don't know, but he drew his attention. He just likes bananas. And that will be a t- 23 on the dice. That'll definitely hit. Or total, not on the dice. <laughs> sorry. What, sorry. What are you rolling? <laughs> wow, I have a D23, guys, and I just got a natural 23. No, um, so yeah, it's a 23 to hit. That hits you, correct? That's a weird number of... <laughs> that's a size. Those are the dice that you use in Cthulhu games. <laughs> <laughs> he got you, correct? Yeah. That's absolutely. not a crit? No, I don't know. Awesome. Hey, lucky you. That is only five points of bludgeoning damage as he whacks you with his club. Sweet. And uh, let's see, he's going to decide who to hit again. Hey, this time it's Bommy Taker. Of course. Oh, that's a nice hit there. That will be a 21. Yep. All right. 21. And only, you only take five points of damage. He's, he, his swings, he must be kind of hampered by all the people around and being up next to the cave wall. So this last time, his last, oh, he moves. So he can't, that's it. He's done. However, his henchman, his friend, his buddy back there has been left behind in the heat of battle. He's going to move up. And he's going to move up here, and the only one he can get a hold of is dear old Donk. So he's going to try to bonk Donk on the head. And uh, and Donk, the dancing goblin, skips away with a 12, misses. He's going to try it one more time. I missed my, my dice trade. It wasn't in the box, it man. Does, it doesn't matter because it still missed, and I'm oh, going to okay. give it to, to Donk. So, yeah, Donk, you managed to duck under his uh, next swing, and it's your turn. Uh, twin faint on the big boss man. Again. All right. Yep. That is a 22 to hit. That is a hit, sir. For four points of damage. All right. Takes that. The second attack is a 20. That hits two. For seven points of damage. Seven? Seven points of damage, you say? Yes, sir. Like a big, smelly green tree. Boss falls, or not the boss? Yeah, the boss falls down. Cause that's who you're attacking. Yeah, blue so the, base guy, right? Yeah, the blue base guy. He falls backwards. How's that for blue balls? <laughs> slumps against the cave wall. No blue boss. Donk, you feel very empowered. Okay, the one on my right. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, uh, Wait a minute, you twin no. fainted. That's two actions, correct? Yes. And then you attacked again. That's three actions. You no. killed him. No, the twin faint. Oh, the twin faint killed him on the second hit. Yeah, twin faint killed Excellent. him on the second hit. Excellent. So you got one action left. Yes, go ahead. God, I feel like I should drop back, but if I do, it's going to get my friends in trouble. Stay there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and attack the one in front of me to my right. And hero another point. hero point. I think this is the first session we've all used our hero points. <laughs> I had three of them at the la- end of last session. I thought they'd carry over. Okay, that is a... How much do I subtract? Eight? Yes. Okay, that's a 20. Oh, good roll. Yes, that gets him. Worth it. No, I'm sorry, 19. Bad math. Still gets him. Okay. 18. Oh. What about a four? Four points of damage. Would a four get him? And he <laughs> takes it. So, it's now the um, the first one's turn. Will he go after Bommy? Will he try to get Donk for getting his friend? Or will he try to go after the healer? Find out next time on Shield Bash. Thank you, everybody.
Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Troubles in Otari, Abomination Vaults, Serpent Skull, and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.